0: Well, I am extremely grateful to be here today and to be sharing with you again. Our regularly scheduled chapel speaker was uh, ill today, and so I uh, volunteered to step in and share with you today. And um, we have considerably less people here than, than we did last time, but if you were with me last time, you know that I spoke to you Out of the book of Philippians, the first chapter, and we covered the first six verses. And I'd like to continue on um, to uh, deal with a few more verses in this wonderful chapter. And Because one of the things that I like about the book of Philippians is I think that in many ways um, it covers all aspects of the Christian life in a nutshell. Now, there's many great passages of Scripture, and I don't want to elevate one um, proportion over another, but this is just uh, um, a group of passages that has come to mean a lot to me over the years, and I hope that you're blessed. Um, So, I want to go before the Lord one more time, and then we'll begin. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You... For the opportunity to be able to share your word freely. I thank you for the opportunity to be your mouthpiece. Thank you for giving me so many rich blessings, and may all the words that I say be from you. I ask this in Jesus' name, whom we worship and adore. Amen. Um, if you'll remember last time, I talked about how, through Jesus Christ, you can be confident that God, who began a work in you, will complete it. If you have trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, He will complete it. There was no maybe, there was no fine print in the clause that said, if you If you messed up, or you you did such and such, or you you made this mistake, it wouldn't happen. There was no maybe in the clause. It was, He will complete it. I'm just going to read the next few verses after that, starting with verse 6, just to give us an idea of the context we are talking about. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the Gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment, that you may approve the things which are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense until the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now there's some pretty big concepts in here, and, and we really will only scratch the surface because we only have a few minutes, uh, and, uh, but I hope that you will enjoy it and be refreshed by it. First thing I want to say is that our monthly theme for this month is self-control and self-discipline. Now, this is a challenge because the first part of that often trips us up. The first part of that is self. So, this quest for self-discipline and self-control Can be totally misinterpreted and and distorted. And in some ways, it's a bad term because it gives us the idea that we can develop these things by ourselves. Now, I don't know about you, but there have been things in my life where I have said, I am going to do this, I have enough willpower. I can handle it, and then the very next day I have the same problem. Why is this? Because self-control is not the willpower to do what I want. Romans says it best when it says, "...there is none who doeth good." There is none who seeks after God. So, if there is none who does good, how do we develop self-control and self-discipline? The answer is found, I believe, in these passages. He talks about how God will complete the good work in you until the day of Jesus Christ. And he then goes on and say, to say that um, the Philippians were right there with him. They were fellowshipping with him in the Gospel. They were partakers of everything he was going through. And he talked about how he loved them through Jesus Christ. And I think I told you last time that although I don't know you all personally, One of the reasons that I work here is because I care about you guys. And I can honestly say that because God has given me a heart for people. And it doesn't really matter who you are. God has called me to love you and to serve you. Does that mean that I do it all the time, 100%? With everything I have, With nothing held back? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But it does mean that I am committed through Jesus Christ to serving God to the best of my ability while I'm here at Guiding Light Mission. And there's a couple of verses that I really want to focus on today, and those are in verses 9 through 11. It says, "In this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Now, how do you think you get knowledge and all discernment? Do you think you naturally wake up one day and you have everything figured out? I should say not. The Bible says in James chapter 1 that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally. And it goes on to say that he doesn't hold back. But it also says that if we ask for wisdom, we need to ask in faith, nothing wavering. So if we don't believe that God is going to answer our prayer, why should he? I'm reminded of a little story that I heard several times, but it's good every time I hear it. There was a prayer meeting in a in a rural south town, I don't know which state. It's irrelevant. But they had gone through a drought. So they decided to get together and have a prayer meeting to ask God for rain. And all these people they assembled for prayer. And one of the gentlemen come in with an umbrella and people and somebody asked him. He said, "Why did you bring an umbrella? It hasn't rained here for weeks." And the man said, "If I'm going to pray for rain, I need to be prepared for rain." You know, sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers because we're not prepared for the answer to come. We need to be people of the book, people of the Bible, so that we can get the discernment that we need. And he talks about love here. Some people are really hard to love. I know there are definitely some people I don't like very much, so it's definitely hard to love them. The Bible says in 1 John that God is love. So in order to love in the truest sense, we must have an intimate acquaintance with God. And you may not realize this, but an intimate personal relationship with God is not only possible, it's something that He wants. And He's waiting for you to respond to His call to enter into an intimate, personal relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ. And it says in verse 10, that you may approve the things that are excellent, and you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Jesus Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now that seems like a pretty tall order, I admit. It's not easy. It's not possible by ourselves. We're told in another portion of Scripture, and I wish I remembered the reference, but it says, do not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. It's only when we allow ourselves to be filled with the Spirit of God that we can act in a right and righteous way. God gives us grace, which is not the right to do what we want, but is the desire and power to do what we ought. We can't do it without Jesus Christ. He's the only perfect man. And He's also 100% God. Now, if you ask me to explain how that works exactly... I don't know. But I know that God does not lie. And that God's Word says that about Jesus Christ so I can believe it. So, I would just encourage you, and as I close, I want to share a a song with you that I, I think really shows how we can give of ourselves to God even some of the things that we think are small things, we can give them to God. When we have the right motive and the right attitude, God can take any gift, even the smallest, and use it for His glory. And then after that, I'll pray for the food. I hope that you're encouraged today. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I have to tell you, lovingly as a brother, if you were to die tonight, you can't expect heaven as your reward. But you can change that because all you have to do is cry out to the Lord and He'll begin that work and He'll help you Produce the fruits of righteousness in your life. One day a plain village woman Driven by love for her Lord Recklessly poured out A valuable essence Disregarding the scorn And when it was broken And spilled out A fragrance filled all the room Like a prisoner released from his shackles Like a spirit set free from the tomb broken and spilled out Just for love of you, Jesus My most precious treasure Lavished on thee Your feet In sweet abandon Let me be spilled out And used up for Thee Lord, You were God's Precious treasure His love and his own perfect Son, sent here to show us the love of the Father, just for love it was done. And though you were perfect and holy, you gave up yourself willingly, you spared no expense for my pardon. <coughs> you were used <coughs> and wasted <coughs> for me. <coughs> Broken and spilled out just for love of me, Jesus. Your most precious treasure Lavished on me Broken and spilled out And poured at my feet In sweet abandon. Lord, you are spilled out and used up for me. In sweet abandon, let me be spilled out and used up
1: for
0: thee. Heavenly Father, we come to You once again. Frail, imperfect human beings who struggle, but nonetheless have found hope in You. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters in the audience today. Maybe they know You. Maybe they are feeling kind of hopeless today. Lord, I pray that you would give them your peace, your comfort, your love, your hope. And for those who do not know the hope of knowing you, may today be the day of their salvation. May they not go to sleep tonight until they have talked to someone about how to become a part of your family. Lord, I pray for this food. pray that You would bless those who have prepared it and and allow it to do things in our body which would allow us to do righteous things to bear fruits of righteousness for You today. We ask this in Jesus' most precious and holy name, our risen Savior, who died and yet lives again.